This is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. What's up, everybody? What's going on? I am here, and you are here. Where is here? Well, this is Dealer News Today, and I appreciate you being right here. And we got a great technology-driven episode today as we are well into Season 5 of DNT. But if you'd like to catch up on past episodes and seasons, well, we got you covered over at DealerNewsToday.com. Of course, follow the show on social media, at DealerNewsToday. I am your host, Derek D. Yes, that guy driving the ambulance in that Sunoco commercial that you saw. <laughs> but if you'd like more info on me, DerekD.com is where you get it. All right, let's jump right into this episode. We have a great guest coming to us from very far away, and he has over 20 years experience in leading mobile technology. He's helped introduce tech that's used in the iPhone, BlackBerry, and Apple Watch, among many other things. A super bright guy who also happens to be the Senior Vice President, E-Mobility Cloud Services, and Innovation at Karma Automotive. I'm talking about Chris Sacknow. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks for coming on DNT. Thank you. Thanks for uh, offering your time today. Yeah, no, absolutely. So where where are you originally from? I'm uh, originally from the UK. Of course. So I... Uh, Pick up the accent, makes sense. Grew up in a little village in, in Oxfordshire, um, in the middle of the, the English countryside, which was... Uh, yeah, n- nice if you're uh, my parents. If you're a teenager, it can be a little <laughs> bit boring. <laughs> um, right, yeah. But um, yeah, so uh, uh, after that, I went to, to university in the UK and uh, actually went out to Japan, and I've been there ever since. So I'm now actually based in Japan working for Karma, um, who are a US company, of course. But um, as with uh, a lot of things that have changed over the last few years with uh, with COVID, I'm able to, to do my job remotely. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm based out here. I've been working in technology in in Japan and Asia for, for 20 years. And um, wow. uh, I joined Karma earlier this year. Um, I'm, I, I should be honest, I'm, uh, I'm new to the automotive industry. My background is, is mobile technology. Um, but um, yeah, it's certainly an interesting field. And there's a lot of, a lot of innovation, a lot of technology, um, a lot of creative disruption as, uh, as uh, the term goes <laughs> are happening. So um, yeah, it's a, I'm, I'm really thrilled and uh, uh, motivated to, to get involved in, in this new uh, new area. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I was, I was reading up on you a little bit. I, 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 you know, I was told you were out in Japan. I thought maybe you were just out there right now working. I didn't realize you've been living there for a long time. Do you speak Japanese as well since you've been there so long? Yes, I do. Yeah, that's, oh, that's how I awesome. came out here originally. I came out to learn the language. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I, I got the, the technology bug, bug when I was here. And um, yeah, I moved into to mobile technology originally. And uh, at the moment, I'm trying to sort of translate that into the, uh, the automotive industry, which, uh, as I think you know, is, is going through a big, uh, a big change. I think you could call it oh, absolutely. the renaissance of, uh, of the industry in general. And uh, uh, EVs are making a comeback. Um, they were first around, I think, I was reading the other day in the, uh, in the 1800s. Yeah, they were. And, uh, it's crazy. And uh, uh, then uh, it moved to the combustion engine, and now we're into the, the EV space and so it's, it's making a comeback yeah that's it and, and it's interesting too because like someone like you to come on you know you're over 20 years experience in mobile technology and you live in, in japan and you know working out there in asia and obviously more on the tech side than the car side you know i've read that you you know you you helped introduce mobile technology used in the iphone and blackberry and apple watch and things like that but it only it only makes sense to bring on someone like you nowadays because there's so much innovation and in technology happening so give me 
the cliff note version of what your job entails and also what does a typical typical day look like for you at Karma Automotive? Yeah, so my job is, I mean, the, the job title sort of speaks for itself in a way, but uh, it's everything technology. So um, my focus is is around the, the e-mobility enablers, which, I mean, e-mobility can cover everything from the, the powertrain to the HVAC to the infotainment system. Um, but there is a particular mm-hmm. focus on cloud services and connected vehicle. And that's where my, my previous experience, I think, comes in. Um, because uh, I've been working in the communications industry for a long time, as, as you mentioned. And so what I'm trying to do is sort of build out our, our technology strategy around cloud services, connected vehicle, looking for, for technologies that we use today that maybe could be leveraged in a, in a different way for new products and services, improve the customer experience, but also looking at technologies that are coming in the future and how we can make the best use of those um, for, for our customers as well. Again, with the emphasis on, on customer experience. Right. Um, my my typical day is really working with the, the R&D teams. Um, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm sort of new to the industry, so I'm still learning a lot. Um, but uh, I'm hoping to bring a sort of slightly different perspective um, and really sort of focus on the technology and what can uh, really improve the, the experience for the, the, um, the driver, but not just the driver, but also the passengers in the car to give you a sort of fully uh, immersive, personalized um, experience um, with with a lot of technology surrounding you, but not necessarily technology for technology's sake. It's it's technology that's that's useful and has a, a benefit to the to those in the those in the car. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like we're really just living in the future. It seems like <laughs> with, with all this stuff going on. So, so how long? I know you mentioned it before, but how long have you been with Karma? Uh, I joined in June, so I'm still relatively new. Okay. Yeah. So obviously you're more on the tech side of things. We established that's your background. But since, you know, cars and especially EVs, like you're talking about, are basically moving computers now, it makes sense to bring in someone like you for sure. Um, So how is the technological advancements in EVs sort of driving, you know, the overall trends in the auto industry in general, do you think? Basically everything is electric now. And uh, I mean, I think the the original driver was the electrification of the powertrain. And uh, I mean, that comes... uh, from the the environmental concerns, and you've had sort of the technology driving uh, driving the adoption in a way um, that mm-hmm. it was sort of build build electric vehicles and, and they will come. Um, but I think it's progressed since then, and it's it's more of a a whole a whole uh, whole in vehicle experience, which is really built around the sort of e and the e mobility. So everything's electric, so everything's connected. Yeah. Um, whether you're in the car, so you could be connected to the the, the passengers in the in the passenger seat or in the in the rear seats or you could be connected to the cloud or you could be connected outside your vehicle where um, the car knows who you are and uh, you don't even you don't need the key in your pocket anymore it just it opens for you because it, it recognizes you <laughs> and so we have this sort of drive of, of, of these sort of um, more computing uh, technologies more sort of ICT uh, world, um, but at the end of the day, you also have to realize that it, it's a car. It needs it needs to go places. It needs to get places in the the best way possible. It needs to be efficient. It needs to be safe. So um, it's a uh, it's a more challenging um, problem, I think, than it necessarily would be with just computing or, or with mobile phones because of all the, sure. the moving parts and the the safety. Literally, you, you can't. I mean, what I came into this, I'll be perfectly honest. I thought, yeah. 
this makes a lot of sense. Uh, an EV is a mobile phone on wheels. <laughs> uh, I've since learned that it's a bit more complicated. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you have the redundancy. You have to consider this, the safety, obviously. Um, uh, if, if you're using your phone and, and an application crashes, okay, you start it up again. If, you don't want that to happen when you're doing seven no, miles an hour not. on the highway. Uh, and <laughs> no. so uh, there's these other considerations which um, make things more complicated and, and means that the, the requirements are slightly different. So it's not simply just translating what happens in one world into another. You have to adapt it. Um, but at the same time, I think there is scope for, for like I mentioned earlier, the, the creative disruption, doing things in a different way. Um, you've got a lot of new entrants into the EV space that are trying things that that maybe have been tried before and their time wasn't then but is now or experimenting with things that haven't been tried before some will work and some will not and i think we're at the point now where it's it's early enough for, for that experiment experimentation to happen and um mm. really drive a, a better experience for the customers and the, all of the, the stakeholders in the industry so i mean that's ourselves as an oem but um, obviously uh, dealers as well. I think there's a big opportunity there to leverage some of this technology. And the customer is at the center of everything. You give the customer a good experience, um, then uh, they're happy. You can, uh, you, as a business, <coughs> you can sell, sell them more products um, to put my sort of business hat on. But um, ultimately, it has to be centered yeah. around the customer. Right, right. Customer service is always key. And customers being happy and you know, taking care of is always key. You know, it's just an amazing time because there's all this technology that's so futuristic. It, it, and quite simply, it's just cool. It's just really cool, <laughs> you know, all, all this stuff. And, and, but like you said, it's very, you know, it's, it's, it's highly uh, technical because like you said, it's, it, it's not just a mobile phone on, which is not just a, you know, an iPhone on wheels, you know, it's got to be able to, you know, do all these other things and meet all these safety requirements and all that stuff. So it really is an interesting time. Um, do you think it's the technology that we're talking about that what drives customer demand to this? Or do you think it's the consumer demand driving the technology advancement? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, like I which one? think <laughs> it's a, a bit, a bit, a bit of both. Um, a bit of both, right? <laughs> it, it sort of has to be. <laughs> I mean, you have the, the famous Henry Ford quote, which I'm going to paraphrase about if, if I gave customers what they wanted, I would have given them a faster horse. Um, and so you can say in that <laughs> right. case, um, the, the technology dr drove the adoption rather than the other way around. But then if you look at what happened post then, uh, is the customer driving the uh, driving the vehicle experience. I mean, they wanted more seats, they wanted more range, they wanted more power. Um, and uh, I think with EVs, it's sort of similar in that the, the electrification came um, really because of the, the drive towards um, reducing emissions um, uh, to, to meet climate goals and, and things like that. And so that sort of had to be there as the as the sort of inflection point. Um, but from from now, I think we're we're seeing because the adoption is increasing that there's a bigger emphasis on what the the customer wants, what the customer needs, and there'll be some things that that work and some things that that don't. Um, and so you, you sort mm -hmm. of have this progression, I think, where you have a, a step a, a, a step jump where there's a new technology that's introduced and it's adopted, but then it needs to be adapted to really build out that, that customer experience sure. that, that have people coming back. And um, also, I mean, in, in terms of a vehicle, you want it to be safer, more efficient, more range, uh, faster, better acceleration. I mean, EVs have incredible acceleration. Like a, I mean, the first time I, I drove a, 
uh, GS6, <laughs> I was pretty blown away having not driven. You a, get pushed back <laughs> in your seat. Yeah, yeah. It's that and instant torque. You try some yeah. of the, the prototypes, which I've been fortunate enough to do, and it's yeah, it's like being in a in a jet plane. It's uh, <laughs> oh, it's it's, it's pretty awesome. So um, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was gonna just. I, I agree. Yeah. Electric cars. They're like that. They have that instant torque, and you know, and e- even ones right. that don't have that, like even small electric cars, they 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 get up and go pretty quickly. But the GS6 is a is a beautiful car. You know, I was telling, you know, your uh, your, your your coworker William Monroe, who I just spoke to, um, about how I I've I'm familiar. I, I interviewed F- uh, Henrik Fisker, who used to own Fisker Automotive, who the the, the first car that he made was the Karma an all electric car. And then obviously they kept, you guys kept that namesake and it was bought by another company and turned into Karma Automotive. And I, I'd love though that the GS6, you know, has that almost that's the same body lines of that, that first Karma, which I think is great. It's kind of a, a nod, nod to that. But one of the things I think that's really cool about what you guys do is that you have a gas engine in there, but the gas engine doesn't turn the wheels. It just is like a backup generator to make power, to make energy for the motors and, and, the, and, and the batteries, which I think is really cool. And that kind of leads me to my next question. Besides that, what do you think Karma is doing differently? Because obviously that's different than other manufacturers uh, that, that are making e- you know electric vehicles. Yeah, so I think you've highlighted a good point with the, the extended range. I mean, range anxiety is 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 there. Uh, I don't think we can, that's a big one. We could ignore it, and I, I think that's a, coming back to the previous question. That's an example of where the, the the customers drive the technology rather than the technology driving the, the customers. I mean, the electrification right. happened, but then you have to get over the the, the, the range anxiety question, and the, the extended range we have in the GS6 um, does that. I think we have. I mean, the, the drivability is is uh, excellent and i think stands out um compared to other electric vehicles as well as the the design um as you said it doesn't it doesn't look like your standard in quotes uh, ev and there's plenty of people no it looks exotic <laughs> they come up to yeah, it looks exotic. the industry um when i'm fortunate enough to borrow one uh when i'm visiting irvine and just sort of say wow that looks incredible is that an ev that can't be an ev type of type question um but mm-hmm. i think i mean Moving on to sort of more of my my focus, I think we've we've had technology in the vehicle from the from the very beginning. Um, things like the cloud connectivity has has been there, um, and we've always had a focus on on the technology as well as as well as having a really cool car. But we've we've focused on having the technology, building the sort of best experience for for our customers, and I think that that um, focus will will continue. I mean, I'm hoping that mm. we can I can contribute to sort of building that out as a uh, a, a progression of that, but the, the foundations are really there. And I think that's something that's maybe different to other companies where they've sort of brought the technology into the vehicle rather than the vehicle having the technology from the beginning. Ah, right. Yeah. Well, good point. Uh, you know, uh, you'd mentioned the cloud services. What role do the cloud services play in the Karma GS6? Is it the kind of thing where, say if someone now, I could be totally wrong here, say if someone wants like an option of heated seats, It'll be a subscription-based thing. Like they'll decide they want to spend, I don't know, let's say it's $10 a month for heated seats and then boom, you hit the button and 
through the cloud, the heated seats are activated as long as they're paying for it monthly? Is it something like that or am I way off? No, we, we don't offer uh, that type of subscription service uh, at the moment. I mean, it is possible to um, download the uh, driver assistance package uh, over the air. So that's uh, you can see that on, on the website. It's, it's, it's offered there as, a, as an add-on. But we, we don't offer subscription services at, at the moment. It sort of comes with the vehicle. And we're a, we're a luxury, uh, high-end, high-end premium vehicle. So um, we, we sort of include everything from, from the beginning. And there's a lot of customization that goes into the, uh, the purchasing experience. Although William is, is more of an expert on that than, <laughs> than I am. Um, in terms of the, the cloud services, I mean, we, we're able to pretty much pull uh, data from every part of the car, every single uh, sensor that's in there, every, every electronic component, which as it's an EV is, is a lot. Um, that information is there. And so we can see when things, things go wrong. Um, we can, and so, and we can contact customers uh, almost in real time or ahead of time to say there's something oh, that, that needs to be checked. Um, also, I mean, we can see, uh, somebody was telling me that um, uh, if, if uh, for example, that there's a, an accident, somebody scrapes your car, you can actually see where the, the, the damage is because of all of the sensors, because you just see the sensors going boom, boom, boom. And so we, really? we have that, um, that wealth of information um, that, that, that um, means that we can provide a, a great experience to our customers. Um, it also means that we, we can know things ahead of time. So if we, if we know, for example, that, that something needs to be replaced, we can, we can work with the, the service uh, centers and, and the dealerships to, to have that ready for customers when they, when they turn, up at the, turn up in the, in the lot of the, um, uh, of the dealership or the service center. Um, so right. that's really what, what we do today. And we, we, we have all of this information uh, as well as an app, which allows you to, um, for example, turn the air conditioning on in advance, uh, things like that. Uh, and so we have this sort of, sort of connected experience uh, already. Um, but we, yeah, at the moment, subscription services are, are not there. Um, I know there's there's some chatter in the, the industry about that. I think um, right. that's something where um, I, I would say there's a little bit of work needed. Uh, it's certainly something we're, we're interested in and investigating. Um, but not something we offer today. Right. Yeah, I was always just curious about that. So, but you, you did say so, you know, and, and other EV companies do this as well, but like you could, you could uh, basically download from the cloud a, a package, right? That you mentioned before to the car? Yeah. So the, the, um, the driver assistance package is available yeah, the dri- like, over the air update. Yeah. So we have that capability and we obviously offer software updates as well that, that come uh, as, as and when they're ready and as, as and when they're needed. Um, that's the only package we currently offer. Um, but there, there's scope for, for the future, I think, because we have more, um, more features, um, a wider a sort of product portfolio then you'll see that type more type of menu options right. in the future but to, today that's that's not not oh, there. yeah that that's that's so cool though but it begs the question and I, I like say i i bought a gs6 and i downloaded that package or i you know from the air and it's in my car but then i sell my car do i sell it for say i sold <laughs> i sell the car do you sell it more because you have that package in it now or can you like take the package out and sell it for, for less or something. I don't know. I just, these are the questions I think of. In my so head I think the, the, <laughs> the, the, the current model is that it's a one-off purchase. So it's there. So it's, it's in safer. there. Yeah. Yeah. 
But okay. uh, obviously, if you had subscription services, it it, it, it could change. But at the moment, right. my understanding is it's, it's a one-off. So you, you just purchase it and, and then it's there for forever. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Because that'd be, that'd, that'd be like putting it a putting in like a turbo on a combustion engine car. And then before you sell it, you take the turbo off or something. And <laughs> why, why would you do that? Uh, uh, what do you think the future of, you know, mobility will look like? Like, all, like in, in, let's say, let's keep it small, 10 years from now, what's the EV market look like? What is, what is Carm Automotive look like? What do the cars look like? You know, what, what's the range? What are the technology? What do you think? Yeah, so I think what you're what you're going to see is is a lot of innovation around the the interior experience of the car. Um, right, you're right. going to have uh, what I would say, sort of immersive and, and personalized. Um, for example, the, the the car will be able to know sort of how you're feeling <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Um, scary but cool yeah (laughs) and adapt to it um and uh i mean obviously there's the the privacy considerations and so all of this comes with the caveat that that it has to 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 maintain uh customer privacy sure but i think you'll have that that sort of personalized experience so let's say today it's it's me driving the car and the car sets up in a certain way tomorrow it's it's my wife or it's my my brother and then the car would set up differently um also if you have your kids in the back it it may be, be different uh, you may have a sort of individual spaces so the driver has its own space and then the passengers have their own space as well um, with things like lighting or, or um, audio or well media things like that so um, I think you're, you're going to see great a greater amount of personalization um, there will be things uh, around I, I think AR as well uh, augmented reality with with heads up displays that you can sort of interact with and will show you things yeah uh, wow as you drive. Um, so, I mean, I saw something um, the other day. You, you could sort of be driving past Target and there's a, something pops up and says, hey, there's an offer on um, a particular product. That, that, that yeah, you, there's a sale. <laughs> yeah, there's a sale on, uh, say, golf equipment. And the, the, the car knows that you, you put your golf bag in the, in the back a lot. Um, so uh, it, it will be, be that type of experience, I think. And then you will have enhancements in, in range um more efficient uh technologies i think there is a there is a move towards sort of uh, the, the fully electric uh now where you can have the, the better performing batteries that give you the the, the longer range right um, but um yeah y- y- you still need to maintain a sort of horses for courses approach as well and i think at the moment our, our vehicle sort of ticks the boxes that um that the customers want in terms of range and in terms of performance in, in terms of styling um and i think you're just going to see that enhanced uh, going forward right yeah i mean it's a rare car to see on the road which makes it even cooler i think and it's exotic looking it's a, it's a different brand than i guess you could say that the mainstream isn't really used to yet i should say and uh also, what's your thoughts on autonomous cars? Maybe ten years from now, do you think it'll be f- a full-on normal thing, like hit a button and it's autonomous, but you hit it again and then you take over full control of the car? I I, I think that there will be a level of autonomy. I think how how much of it is there? Um, I think it's still still not clear. I mean, I think there's a lot of work. There's a lot of work happening on yeah. sort of fully autonomous uh, cars. I mean. You, 
have the um, the, the robo taxis in, in in San Francisco and, and some other places, and so that technology is developing. Um, I think when it comes to the sort of application of it, um, it, it may vary, and um, I, I think for for us, it's certainly something that we're we're interested in. It's it's an industry trend, um, but at the same time, we have a car that's really great to drive. So it's sort of how do you sort of square that that circle? Um, so I think when it comes to autonomy, the the, the direction of the technology is set. I think the the direction of of the the, the customer requirements are still um, are still sort of TBD in, in a way, but it, yeah. it's certainly ma- moving in that direction. But I, what what I would say is that um, whilst we have a focus on technology, um, personally, I, 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 I come from the technology industry, so it's it's maybe a strange thing to say, but um, technology needs to be applicable and needs to be sort of useful. It shouldn't be technology for technology's sake. So um, you need to have something that's sort of uh, appropriate for that. Um, I was reading something actually that popped up on my LinkedIn um, today about so walking. They walked into a car dealer and there was a QR code to to do a VR experience of the car, but the car was sitting in the in the showroom. <laughs> and it's sort of you look at it and think, well, okay, VR great, but the, the car's there anyway. It would be better to experience the car directly. Right, exactly. So, um, you have to sort of balance balance that out. I think for for autonomy, certainly technology wise, is progressing in terms of how that applies in the real world. Uh, I think there's there's still a, a, a question mark there, but it's certainly something that we're we're looking at. As I said, we're we're a technology focused company, um, and it's a strong interest of of us. But we also have a car, like I said, that's really great to drive. So um, well, yeah, you, you still have to balance those two out. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's there's also obviously all the regulations, the safety, every every safety box that you have to check. You know, when you're doing something like that and or having a car that's strictly autonomous and i think eventually you know yeah it's a really fun car to drive but then you know if you're just like hey i'm, I'm tired you know I, I i probably might be fall falling asleep you just hit the autonomous button and boom your car takes you home i mean that's great too um listen chris sakno this has been this has been really cool i always like to talk to people that you know you're in the car industry yet you come from another industry so it's cool to get your perspective and talking about how all this technology is now going to be in cars and it's a it's a it's a really cool thing. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. Anything you'd like to say before we get going? Um, well, no, just thank you very much for your time. It's been a really enjoyable f- uh, discussion um, uh, today. Um, I would say this is my my first podcast. So uh, oh, nice. <laughs> thank you very much for the the invitation. Um, but hopefully, it's, the, it's it's the first of many. And um, yeah, I would uh, yeah I would just encourage uh, those listening if uh, if there's a, a Karma dealership nearby to go and have a look at the car and. and experience it it is a different thing to experience uh to experience in the car uh, and to drive um beyond uh, the great look that it has on the exterior so um yeah i would really encourage people to, to 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 do that if they're if they're able to oh yeah absolutely i mean hey listen folks chris said it get out there to a karma dealership and experience the gs6 you will be quite impressed, trust me. But uh, really appreciate you coming on the show, man. You did a great job. Couldn't even tell it was your first time being on a being a guest on a podcast. So we'll have to have you back on sometime in the future for sure. That would be fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Looking forward to it. You got it, definitely. Uh, Chris Sacno, ladies and gentlemen, the Senior Vice President of E-Mobility Cloud Services and Innovation at Karma Automotive. You know, a long technical title, just like his job. <laughs> but thanks again for coming on, Chris. And that will do it for this episode of DNT. 
Make sure you follow the show on social media at Dealer News today. I am Derek D, DerekD.com for all my stuff, of course. I appreciate you listening, everybody. So until next time, this is Dealer News Today.